Thanks for joining us for this message from Awakened Church. We believe in the power of God's Word, and we pray that you're encouraged by this message. Now lean in as we hear from God's Word together. Okay, well, I'm going to start this message off. Uh, last time when I started it, I barely could hold myself together because it was, it's, we're going into Memorial Day. And so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you to bear with me. Don't know how it's going to go. you got ebbs and flows in my heart, so, um, but I'm just letting you know, be, be with me. But before we start, I'm going to kind of dress like a normal, a normal guy today because I'm going to talk about some stuff. Um, so on a very serious note, today is the eve of Memorial Day. And I want to share with you guys three deaths in the line of duty. Three deaths in the line of duty. The first death in the line of duty is the American service member who dies in the line of duty working for his country. The second death I want to talk to you guys about is Jesus Christ, and it was his line of duty to die for us. And then the third death is us, our deaths. And I want to shape this entire message around the verse in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, which is a great verse, but a lot of times it's, it's kind of shaped a little off. It's, it's twisted. We see people on TV talking about it a certain way. We see people on the ground teaching it a certain way. We've had people in, in this church think through it a certain way. And my, my goal for you to understand is this. That verse says, by his stripes or by his wounds, we are healed. Say it again, by his stripes or by his wounds, we are healed. And it's not a past tense thing. It's not something that's going to happen. It's right now. And so what I'm going to talk to you guys about is uh, today is the eve of Memorial Day. And if, you, if you're like me, up until a few years ago, I couldn't tell the difference between Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Labor Day. They were all the same to me. It was all just a holiday. It was a day. The Army gives you four days off. On that fourth day, you're grilling, you're hanging out, you're doing stuff. But in 2012, um, I lost my, my very best friend to a, a pressure plate IED in Afghanistan. And then about a month or two later, I had lost another friend in uh, Special Forces, almost to the same thing. And then Shortly after that, both of my grandparents passed away. And then shortly after that, two of you in here died of cancer. Two guys in their 50s just passed away. And that changed my heart. That changed my mind and my understanding that now this Memorial Day has to be something that means something. It can't just be a day that we, that we just come in here and we just, all right, life is good. Let's, let's have fun. But I want to read to you what I found on Google, what it actually is. Memorial Day is a federal holiday that falls on the last Sunday, I'm sorry, the last Monday in the month of May. It was originally called Decoration Day. And in 1868, a guy named General John Logan decided to actually call it the National Day of Remembrance. At the end of World War I, they decided to change it from a celebration of Civil War uh, vets to a celebration of all who have died in the line of duty in all wars. And by 1971, became an actual national holiday, which we celebrate by remembering, mourning, and honoring that person that passed away. And so that's what I want us to talk about today is just taking time to remember, taking time to mourn, and really taking time to honor what that looks like. So I want to take a, just a, a minute or so um, for whoever in here has somebody that's passed away in the line of duty or a family member that may have passed away early. I just want to take a time and I just want to have a moment of silence for that. 
God, as we sit in silence, just ask that you'd work on our hearts, Lord. I ask that you work on our minds. And I just ask, God, that in this moment, in this time, you work on our entire life. God, we remember and we'd mourn and we'd honor the memory of those who've passed in the line of duty. Just thank you for today. Just ask you to give me latitude to speak on this topic and confidence to speak it and the ears to hear what, what you would like to just speak today. Just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Exodus 15.3 says that God is a man of war. 1 John 4.8 says God is love. And so somewhere between God is a man of war and God is love, we gotta, we got to ride the line somewhere in the middle. And what, what I want to encourage you in here, if you're struggling with anything in this, this whole area of not being able to mourn right or, or think properly, is that whether you're in war or you're in peace, God has a plan for your life. No matter what that looks like, if things are spinning out of control and things are going down the wrong road, he has a plan in war and in peace. And that's what I want you to remember today as we're, as we're going through this. If you need to make Isaiah 53 your, your life chapter, make it because in there it says that we are healed. It's not something we're, that's going to happen. It's we are healed. But how do we reconcile that when I can look around and I know half of this church I've, I've talked is that we're not healed. We got pain, we got sickness, we got things going on. But Isaiah says we're healed. Well, I want to encourage you today that in this, in all of this that we're going through that we call life, every single one of us in here can be healed and we can walk in that healing healing, as long as we don't run from it. You can't run from it when, it, when God's trying to bring the healing. And this first death in the line of duty is that American soldier. When you think of this, this person that passed away, that, that's my friend's picture right there that a, a member of Awakened Church, a 17-year-old, drew for me when he died. But when you think about this person or, or whatever that situation is, whether it's a child or a family member or a service member, when that thought hits your mind, I'm asking you to let it hit and let it hurt and let it heal all of this this process that's in your mind, I'm asking you to let it do, let it do what it's got to do. See, when my friend died, there was a time where I couldn't, it didn't matter what you guys in here would say or family members or anything. It didn't matter. I would, I would actually sit in my kitchen and stare at the, the cabinets and just hope, say something to me that makes sense. Because nothing makes any sense right now. My brain is going out of control. And if you look at 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says to take every thought captive as to what Jesus would think. And what does that look like for us in here? They're trying to, we're trying to make it through this situation. My friend died or whatever it looks like. What, how do we take every thought captive? You take it captive by taking that thought and you give it to the King of Kings. You give it to the Lord of Lords. And if you're a military person, you give it to the commander of the Lord's army which in the book of Joshua, we know it's Jesus. So when those thoughts hit us, I'm asking you to let them hit, let them hurt, and let them heal all of your thinking because what's going to happen is you're getting an opportunity to get that healing that is already there by not running from it, by not trying to avoid that thought. 
Again, by his stripes, we are healed. The second death in the line of duty I want to talk about is Jesus. It's great. I can't see if my friend Daryl is here, but I wrote, I wrote this message seven times. Normally when a pastor writes a message, he writes it one time, and then he kind of tweaks it and changes some things and takes some things out and adds some stuff. I wrote this thing seven times, and each time it's like God said, don't say that, don't say that. Matter of fact, just get rid of that. You're going to write a whole new message. And I was talking to Daryl, and I was explaining to him, and if you know Daryl, he's an amazing human being. He just said, what about that bumper sticker that says, only two people died for you, the American soldier and Jesus Christ. That's theology right there. So the death, the second death in the line of duty that I want to talk about is Jesus Christ. We know that he came to pay for our sins. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he sent his only son to die for us, that we might not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you don't know the scripture very well, and and I'm not digging anybody, if you just don't know it, man, go to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. It's the shortest, uh, most concise description of the gospel. It's the death, the burial, and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to know today is that Christ came and he died for us and he paid the price for our sins. And the same thing is true there as with the death with the soldier. Except for the death with the soldier, I'm asking you to let that memory hit, hurt, and heal this. But what about with Jesus? Jesus, I want to talk about mourning. See, on this day, we remember we mourn, and then we honor. I want to talk about mourning. So Easter, we celebrated here a couple months ago at Awaken. And Friday night, we played that movie, The Passion of the uh, Christ. And I sat back there, couldn't see who was up here crying, but somebody was crying out of control. Like they were weeping for Christ. And I love Jesus. I got saved in 1997. God pulled everything out of my life, turned my whole path on another trajectory. Been following him as hard as I can ever since. But that last picture that you saw on there, that was my friend. I have him on the background of my phone. So anytime you call, text, or I check my calendar, or emails, or do an app, or go to Facebook, or whatever it is, I'm going to that phone and I'm seeing my buddy's face 100, 200 times a day because I can't stop remembering him. And we're going on nine years. The memory and the mourning, it hits hard. But what I'm trying to figure out is when I sat back there and I heard this person up here, I don't know who it was, weeping and mourning for Christ, I'm asking myself, why can't I mourn for Jesus like that? And so in a time like this, what I'm going to ask you to do is let the memory of him paying for your sin hit hurt, and heal this. Because when this is right, and this is right, then then what are we able to do? We're able to do what, what God and Jesus and all these pastors and people tell us to do, is to love one another. To love the way Jesus loved. You can't do that if your heart's not right. But when your heart is right and your mind is right, now what are you doing? You're able to walk in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, patience, gentleness, meekness, all those things that the Bible talks about all the time. But if this is yucky and this is yucky and everything's just messed up, you're not going to walk in that healing that Jesus was talking about. But I'm asking you to let that morning, let it hit, let it hurt, and let it heal 
this. And finally, the third death in the line of duty that I want us to remember today is you and I. You and I are obligated to die. We're obligated to die to ourselves. What does that look like? If you walk into awakened church, you'll see on the outside there, it says, awakening people far from Christ to new life in Christ. Well, what does that mean? That means that everybody out there that doesn't know Jesus is a walking dead man. But when they believe and they repent and they turn their life towards Christ, now what? They're, they're alive. They're awakened to this new life in Christ. But what I'm going to tell you is this. You're going from dead to being awakened to I'm telling you, you have to die again. You're obligated to die and it is your line of duty to die to yourself. Look at Romans chapter six. I'm reading out of the New King James so it's going to sound a little different than what y'all are probably used to. Romans six chapter, Romans chapter six, verse one says this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, and death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Verse 11. Please memorize this verse. Likewise, you also reckon or consider yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. So we go from being dead to being alive. Paul's telling us in here, we got to die again. If you look back at verse three, it says, as believers, we're baptized into the death of Christ. We're going to see that outside today. Verse four says, as believers were baptized, now we're buried in Christ but then we also get to come back to life with Christ. Verse eight says, if we die in him, then we live in him. And verse 11 is where I want us to stick. I want all of today to be surrounded around verse 11. It says, for I consider myself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. See, we have to see ourselves as being dead. We are obligated. That's our line of duty. That is our responsibility. If we come to Jesus, we get saved. It's roses and flowers and unicorns and all that crazy stuff. And then things really start happening. And that is when you have to die to yourself. 1 Corinthians 15, 31 says, I die daily. Romans 8, 36 says, we are killed all day long for him. 
And Galatians 2.20, all-time favorite verse, says, for I consider myself, I'm sorry, I see myself as being crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And these are key verses. You're trying to remember things, you're trying to mourn things, and you're trying to honor Christ. You, you honor Christ when you die to yourself and you die to sin. As a brand new Christian, everything in, in mine and Mindy's life, God just pulled all the yucky stuff out. It was easy. Drugs, gone. Porn, whatever, gone. Alcohol, gone. Chewing tobacco, which I love, gone. <laughs> Pipe smoking, I kind of picked that back up only a couple months ago. But he pulls things out. He takes the easy, the big things that seem like they're hard, and he pulls those out with ease. But what about those times when you got that sin that you're about to walk into, and you know it's there, you feel that you're, you're tense and you're nervous, like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to stumble right now. I can't get away from this. Whatever that looks like, whether it's, uh, this is one situation that can happen very easily, and the Bible warns it from cover to cover. What about when God blesses you? What about if he looks at you and he starts blessing your life and the blessing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you are blessed beyond all measure and somehow God is behind that blessing and you're looking at the blessing. You don't even know God's back there anymore because you've been so blessed that you forgot who God was. You got to die to yourself. You got to know that that blessing comes from Christ. Well, what about the flip side of this? What about the opposite side of that? So God allows trials to come in your life. God allows a friend to die, a kid to die, a spouse to die, a parent to die. That person dies. Now this trial is so big and the trial's growing and the trial's growing and and maybe God's back there somewhere, but you don't even care because you're so focused on the trial. You gotta die to self. Well, what about those temptations or those struggles we just can't get past. Talking to the, talking more so to the young men than anybody here right now. There's things, there's things that that you just can't get past and you struggle. And, And maybe you're looking on a phone and you're looking around to make sure no one's watching or you're, you're trying to clear your history or you're trying to erase things, you're trying to cover your tracks, but you know you're doing the wrong thing. But what is it, man? You know Jesus. You know I've been saved. I'm, I'm walking with the king. God loves me. I love people. I'm helping people. I'm doing all these great things, but I keep struggling with these little sins and these little things I can't get past. But I love Jesus. And I love his people. And I know we love each other. I know I'm going to heaven. My homeless ministry has people up there every day that just love Jesus. They know more theology than most of us in here. But they're stuck in things. They're stuck in pornography. They're stuck in the effects of pornography. They may be the ones getting pimped out for all we know. They've got drugs. I've had people do drugs in the bathroom while I'm preaching up there. But I know... Some of these guys love Jesus, but they can't get past that sin. And whatever that sin and whatever that struggle is, you know you're going into it. I'm here to tell you, you will never get set free from that sin until you can look at yourself as what? Being dead to sin, but alive to Christ. And this is the hard part. This is what got my attention in my 20s. When I finally saw myself 
dead in a pool of my own blood. It has to be horrific for it to work. So when we talk about your obligation to die to sin, it's not a, it's not a laughing matter. It's not a simple thing. So what I want to remind us is we are obligated to die to ourselves. But in light of what's coming tomorrow, Memorial Day, we don't want to get confused with Veterans Day. It's a different <laughs> celebration. Labor Day, different. They're different. Memorial Day is a day that you want to remember, you want to mourn, and you want to honor. And all of us have to do those things. I'm asking you to let the memory of whatever it is heal your thinking. Don't run from it. I'm asking you to let the mourning do whatever it's got to do in here. Don't run from that either. Let that heal your, your heart. But I'm also asking you to honor Christ by you dying to yourself. See, when all that stuff is lined up, your thinking is healed. Your heart is healed. And your entire life is healed because you honor Jesus. You make much of him. So today and tomorrow and the, the rest of our lives, I'm, I'm asking you to just remember Christ. Remember the price he paid. Remember our friends who've gone before us. An interesting quote before I close it, C.S. Lewis said about war. He said, war does nothing to death. I'll say it again. War does nothing to death. It does not increase death. 100% of us are going to die. The only thing, the only thing that war does is it changes the trajectory of what we thought that person's life was going to live out. So let's make today real. Let's remember. Let's mourn. But let's honor those people who've come before us. Thanks for joining us for this message from Awaken Church. We'd love to hear how this message or the ministry of Awaken has impacted your life. Let us know at awaken.church forward slash my story.